Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Part two of this special episode with podcaster, life coach for women, and speaker, Trisha Zodi. Trisha, I love what you said there about the business part of it, because again, being a salesperson for a lot of years, like I was, it was like, okay, Lord, you know, I really want to get this customer. It's, it, it you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, we, we want God to come through for us because we know what having the deal will mean. It's like, what's well, this much commission or it's this much this mm-hmm. or this much that instead of saying, okay, Lord, whatever comes in, it's because you sent it. And, and there have been times in my life where I've prayed like, okay, Lord, you're the CEO of this business. And I'm not saying that it's about you and your husband. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there may be me and a lot of people that said, Lord, you're the CEO of this business, but if you could really send this, 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 and this, Mm. That would help out tremendously instead of just throwing everything at his feet and saying, you take it and do with it what you want to do. Mm. Was that such a fundamental shift for you after your husband died that you literally had to say, okay, Lord, I've got a little bit of oil, a little bit of meal. (laughs) I'm going to make a cake for me and my kids and we're going to die. Like Mm. the widow that, that came, Mm -hmm. that Elijah Mm -hmm. came to -hmm. stay at her house. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself doing that or did you just say, I don't know what we're going to do, but trust? Yeah. So I, this story is so amazing and I love to tell it. So I'm so glad that you asked about it. First, I will say with my husband's business, um, I, he, he was so good about just trusting God with whatever. And there was one big deal and it was probably the, the, greatest commission we probably would have ever had. And it ended up that someone circumvented him. He was a broker, circumvented him, went straight to the source. And so he lost that commission. And, um, you know, I remember him saying, God just didn't want us to have it. He said, and and I'm so grateful because now that I know that someone was doing dirty deals like that and that they could have gone around us, who knows what we could have been drug into if there were lawsuits afterwards or whatever. So I just, you know, I loved that he just had that perspective and we just had to say, yeah, I mean, if, if God didn't want us to have it, then we're just not going to have it. But so after he passed away, um, 
I was, I was oh, crying and <laughs> begging and crying out to God all the time about, you know, what do I do financially? What do I need to do? And I, and I met with my financial advisor and he said, yes, you're going to need to supplement your income. So I started, uh, a friend of mine uh, worked for a company, found out, I, we used to own a little flower shop out here, but at, he was, my husband's company was the capital for it. And so, uh, and it was just too difficult to keep it open after he passed away. So we closed that. And so a friend heard that we closed that and that I might be looking for a job. And he called me and it was uh, in sales and it would have been uh, very lucrative. And um, the, I mean, everything, just the pack, the whole package was amazing. The benefits and just, I mean, everything about it was just amazing. But for, for some reason, the woman that would have been my higher up, um, she, we just couldn't ever really get together. It was mm -hmm. months and months and months and months in this process of trying to figure out if, you know, how this was going to work and, you know, cause they, they had already offered me the sal the salary and the pack, everything was already done, but we just couldn't get together. And finally, I just, I was like, Lord, you know, I don't know what's going on here, but this looks so beautiful. It looks like you're perfect uh, provisions. Can you just, can you just make this close the deal? I mean, can we get on with it? Right. And in the meantime, someone called me and said, Hey, Trisha, there is a nonprofit in your area that's looking for a coordinator. And would you be interested in that job? And I said, well, okay, how, how much are they going to pay me? Cause listen, I, right. I know, I know what nonprofits pay. Right. And they told me the salary and I was just like, I don't, I, I don't think a bird could live off that money. And, and I was like, Lord, I just, I can't do that. I just, I, I shut them down so fast and, uh, started going back to this other job and it just wasn't working out. And then they came back another month and they'd said, now, Trisha, would you consider again, would you just think about it? Would you just have a conversation with someone about that? And I was like, oh, no, I don't really want to. And, and yeah, I've already had a conversation with the Lord and I just yeah. don't feel like yeah, it's and there. He says, no. <laughs> but I, yeah. because to appease this person, because it was a friend of a friend, I went ahead and, and had a conversation and I went back home and I said, Lord, I really love this ministry. Mm -hmm. I love everything that they're doing and I would love to be a part of it. But this salary, this is, I mean, this is awful. Yeah. And after some time, I literally heard in my spirit, Trisha, if you take that nonprofit job, I will take care of you. I will financially take care of you. And I was like, how, I don't know how you're going to do that because there are no money trees in my backyard. My daddy told me that at 10, that there were no money trees and I don't see a one of them. Right. So I have no idea how you're going to get money to me to make up for, you know, to cover the rest of my bills. And literally, Brian, things started happening left and right. Um, just crazy stories. Like someone dropped off in a shoebox, $5,000 on my front porch. I just dropped it off and left. Um, I got, I would get checks in the mail. I just blow your mind. The IRS called me one time and asked me if I wanted a check cut, a refund. They, they called me to ask me if I wanted a refund. And a refund check sent to me. They don't call you. The IRS doesn't call you unless they're looking for money. They don't want to give you money. Yeah. 
So I had so many crazy stories about provisions at how the Lord just stepped in and just like, literally somebody was pulling money off of a money tree. And it was, uh, there, these things could only have happened had he, if he were involved, there's just no other way. Um, I was able to, I mean, there's just so many stories left and right hand over fist of, of how he just came and just did, I just showed himself alive and active in my life. Um, I ended up selling the house that my husband and I were in. And, um, I mean the, the entire deal was so anointed and covered supernaturally. I just can't even, I can't just think of your wildest dreams for, if you're selling a house, how everything would like you would get way more than you were asking, how the appraisal would be way higher than you thought, how you're, I mean, just you, you name it, that happened to me and it shouldn't have. Mm. <laughs> I'm just telling you crazy stuff happened. So, um, so when I said yes to him, look, I don't know how you're going to get money to me, but I trust that you will. I want to be like Hudson Taylor and go, look, I have nothing. I just, I'm just going to, wait for your provisions and see what you, you, what you come up with. And, uh, and it was just so exciting. That was living with this tension of, you know, I don't have anything, but I can't wait to see what God does and how he yeah. shows up. It was so exciting. It was so thrilling. I have never lived like that because you don't live like that in comfort. You only live like that in desperation. You can't in comfort. You don't, you're, you're just not, you're not even looking, you don't even, you're not even looking for him, you know? So, um, it, yeah. So that was my experience with just, you know, being able to say yes to him in a very, most people, in fact, my financial advisor, when I told him I was taking this job, he said, this is not, this does not look good, Trisha. You should not do this. This is not right. And, and I was telling the Lord, look, people, this doesn't look good in the natural, this, I mean, everyone's telling me this is crazy in the natural. So I cannot wait to see what you do in the supernatural. It's because God uses the foolish things. Uh, the, the God uses the foolish things to confound the to wise. confound the wise, exactly. Exactly. I would be remiss if we didn't save room and time for you to tell your story. And, I, you know, I may jump in with a question or two. If I get too personal, pull me back. But I think people want to hear the story. You've alluded to it several times. So let's get to it. Let's hear about sure. what happened with your husband sure. and losing sure. your husband like that. Yeah. And let me, and let me just say, Brian, I have, um, I've been interviewed several times when early on, um, I was asked questions that in the back of my head, I hear the little voice saying, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. And I did anyway. So I've yeah. learned to put boundaries enough. If you do ask me a question and prayerfully, you will not be offended, but I'll just, I'll just tell you that I don't want to talk about that. And that is yeah. just, that's just my way of protecting my kids and sure. maybe even my heart. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing too, and I've said this on podcasts a ton of times, and I'll say it again. The reason that I jump in with questions is I feel like there's a little listener on my shoulder, a little invisible mm -hmm. listener that says, ask this or ask that. So and again, we want to be respectful because there are some things, listen, I know what it was like when my dad died. My dad mm -hmm. and I worked for the same company. We called on mm -hmm. customers alternately. I answered questions for two months of what I thought 
happened with my dad. Right. I got really good at telling the story, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I understand that there are some things, but, but again, I would be remiss if we didn't. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Go there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in 2012, uh, my husband began having debilitating back pain in his lower back and he had five major surgeries in five years Um, that included a laminectomy replacement of cages. They put in a cage, take out a cage and then several fusions. Um, And they fused all the way down uh, to his sacrum. So his L5 to the sacrum. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise. But if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And every surgery seemed to have left him worse off than before. And then in 2017, the neurosurgeon finally told him that there was nothing more to be done and that he'd be on pain management for the rest of his life after that. And, um, you know, he, when I met him, he was a bodybuilder, weightlifter. uh, So he's a very strong physically uh, man. He was also very smart. Uh, You know, he's a, he was an entrepreneur and, uh, and business minded. He's owned his own business. Um, And so he was not only intelligent and good looking and uh, very strong, um, but he was also spiritually strong. He loved the Lord and he had a vibrant relationship with the Lord. Um, but during this, these five years, um, and, and he's crying out to the Lord to heal him. I'm crying. We're praying together. We're crying together for the Lord to heal him. Um, it was very, very stressful on him, as you can imagine. And, uh, he would, uh, his back pain was so debilitating that he would have to lay down most of the day. Um, that's what it got to, um, by 2017. Um, he couldn't sit for very long in a chair and standing up was very tiresome. Fortunately, because he owned his own business, he worked out of the home. So he was able to do a lot of his work, even laying down on the couch, but because this very strong emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually man was now relegated to the couch. He, uh, and he started falling into depression. He had lost a significant amount of weight. Um, he was unable to do most of the things that he loved to do. He was, he loved to go outside and, and his outside therapy was yard work and, you know, uh, chopping down trees and burning them and all the guy things, you know, with yeah. the, 
So um, he couldn't do any of those things, those physical things anymore. So he really lost himself and became hopeless. And then in August of 2017, he took his life. Oh, wow. So after his suicide, as you can imagine, I found myself in despair and overwhelm and desperation. We talk, we've, I've used that word a lot. And it is a word that I know I'm very well acquainted with, desperation. Did you have any inkling that that was even possible? Because again, I think people are, when we use the word suicide, and, and I'm just going to be very transparent here, very, very real for a second. It's a shocking word. It's a very shocking word. It's not like, oh, well, he was just, you know, he went to sleep, didn't wake up, something like that. I mean, suicide is a shocking word. Mm. What was it like for you to have to face this reality? Because, you know, walking through cancer or walking through a you know, a spouse that has a disease that progresses in stages and ultimately takes them, you see rapid deterioration. And you saw that to some degree mm -hmm. with your husband with the back pain. Mm -hmm. But then to go, okay, they're here one day and they're not here the next. Mm -hmm. What was that? I mean, what was that, that day? I mean, if you remember that, what was that day like for you? when everything happened. Cause I can remember the day my dad died. Like it was yesterday. I know where I was mm -hmm. at, what I was doing. Everything mm -hmm. is crystal clear. Do you still have those same recollections of that day? And when that anniversary rolls around, do you remember exactly what you were doing when that day rolls around on the calendar? It's interesting. Um, not so much anymore, but the first year, uh, he passed away on a Saturday um, uh, they think probably in the afternoon, um, at some point, uh, they kind of gave me an estimated time. And I found myself in that first year about that time on a Saturday being very anxious, um, and almost restless. I would find myself out, um, pulling weeds in, in the garden or, uh, it was almost, um, a subconscious frantic feeling. Um, um, so, I, and I think there's a book that I love. It's called the body keeps the score. You may be familiar with it. Um, and it, it literally is that the, the things that are going on, in the mind play out in the body, if they're not attended to, especially. And at that time, so I, I know in my subconscious, it, it knew exactly what was going on that day. Well, you just described it with your husband. I mean, you mentioned yeah. that, that the depression caused a lot of weight loss and, right. and you could yes. start to see the internal yeah. manifest manifest externally. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, um, so I was experiencing the same thing just unknowingly until one day I was like, why, why is this happening every day, every Saturday? <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, okay, I got it. Um, fortunately that eases off. One of the things that I do know about, um, death, especially deaths of someone close, like a, um, a, a child or a spouse part of the Lord's graciousness in your recovery to healing is a numbness for the entire year. For one entire year, there is a numbness. And, 
and so you, it there it, it enables you to just move through the things and do the things that are necessary um and and while you're healing i just think that is his i think it's his grace and his um the way that he is allowing healing in our life this is the second year that's very difficult because it's like the band-aid got ripped off and now you're experiencing all the other things like it was the first again because you're very very raw and uh, and you're very attuned to everything so um so for me um and now I'm four and a half years out, of course, every year looks different, just continues to um, shift a bit. I, I will say, and I, and, I, and I talk to this, especially as a life coach, I talk to a lot of widows. Um, and, and one thing is, is that, or, and, or mothers that have lost children, you will always have grief. And, and you will yeah. experience this as well, Brian, you will always have grief for your father because you loved him. You, gr grief will never end. It'll just look different as you go. I think um, that is so true, Tricia. And, and, yeah. and the thing of it is, is that, uh, again, I couldn't understand what my mom was going through. Right. Because it, it's different. It looks different. And, and your kids probably grieve differently than you did. Yep. And mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, if I could go here for just a second, I'm, I'm assuming that, you came home to this to find your husband or something. I mean, if that's something I, I know my mom was there when my dad passed, she found him. He, he passed away in his sleep. They mm -hmm. were in the same hotel room. She tried to wake him. He didn't wake up. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't there. And my wife has said, it's probably a blessing from the Lord that you weren't traveling with him instead of your mom, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't know how I, how that would have affected me had we and we did travel together for for about three months we were together we traveled together three or four days a week working wow. together wow. and so i don't know how i would have reacted how it would have affected me had mm -hmm. i found my dad right deceased than my mom finding him <clears throat> and and so mm -hmm. you said you 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 mentioned that you were told that this happened and things like that were you how, how did you react when you got the news? I mean, how, I mean, I can't, well, I can't imagine. I, and again, that sounds like such a dumb question. Like, no, it's okay. But, I, but I'm going to, but I'm going to tell you that this is part of the story that I don't ever talk about. And for a lot of reasons, Okay. Um, yeah. my, my, ch I don't speak with about it with my children. Um, they're still in their healing. If sometimes they, I, you know, I have a podcast some, and it's about his, uh, leading up to his suicide and then post suicide into my healing and my healing journey. And they can't listen to it. They can't listen to it because do it's about their at dad. Some point, do you think at some point that you will get to the point and, and they might get to the point where they want you to kind of close the loop on some of those details? Do you think um, that yeah. might happen? If I mean, if they ever did individually, and they and they came to me and wanted to talk about it, I absolutely would be open to it. But I'm I'm very protective of their heart 100%. and right and their and their journey to healing, and I would never want to do anything that um, brought any sort of uh, PTSD or any sort of you know hindrance to their healing journey. So. Um, 
yeah, so that's just a part of the story. Um, I'm sure you'll respect that I Absolutely. just don't talk about. Yeah. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. So let's go here then in, sure. in in that part of it, breaking the news to your kids about their, their dad, because my sister broke the news to me. Yeah. It was probably an hour or so before I got to talk to my mom, maybe a couple of hours before I actually got to talk to my mom because she was dealing, um, in our situation, she was dealing, there was a law enforcement officer that came, um, you know, they actually, you know, they had to have someone come there and pronounce my dad mm -hmm. deceased and things like mm -hmm. that. So it was probably two or three hours before I got to talk to my mom mm. and kind of figure out what was going on. But then I had to break the news to my wife and my son mm -hmm. and things like that. And, and that, that's a whole different, this is about you. It's not about me. I'm just saying I, I can mm -hmm. empathize with yeah. having to break really hard news. Yeah. And being the one that has to deliver that. When you think about that, let me ask you in this way. Was there something that kicked in inside of you as a mother that said, I am going to protect my kids in this moment like I've never protected them before because of everything <laughs> being so, so emotionally charged? Because there is nothing like it. And for people that haven't walked through it, I haven't walked through it with a spouse, but everything is emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. like everything is just, it's almost like there are protons in the air that now all of a sudden are just hyper excited, but not in a good way, like in mm -hmm. an extremely mm -hmm. chaotic way. Mm -hmm. What what kicked in inside of you to to say, I've got to protect my kids in how I tell them this earth-shattering, life-changing news? Well, um, again, I'm going to tell you, Brian, you don't know until you know. Like you, There's no way you could even understand if I were to even explain it to you because you have never been, been uh, through it. But yeah. my kids were, uh, my youngest at the time was uh, 22, almost 22. Um, and my oldest almost... 25. So, um, they were adult children, not living in my home. And, uh, and then my daughter was 24. And so, um, th here, here's the, here's the beautiful thing about having adult children. They're adults. Mm 
and you don't have to protect them like you would little children. So I have, I have widows that I coach and they have small children in their homes and it's very difficult for them to grieve because they have to feel so strong for their children, right? So it's a very different, totally different situation when you have you, adult children so and young you children. Find, so forgive me for interrupting. Did you find your kids really rallying around you? Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say is that it was almost this, the opposite. It was almost like they were, they were protecting me. They were the ones coming in, which for me, at some point I had to say to them, your mom is going to be okay. I need you to go grieve now. And yeah. you know, because they, you know, my boys are both over six foot, very large men and my daughter is a very strong woman and they were like we're you know we're picking up mom and um and they and, and honestly because I've always been such a strong independent person I mean, they've just never had they've never seen me so weak before and it probably I don't know I can't speak for them but it probably was like it probably kicked in for them like oh okay this is it's this is our turn but um but I, I you know Brian, in all of that, like all of that, I, I want to bring encouragement to your listeners because here's yeah. the thing, because even though after his suicide, I found myself in despair and this overwhelm and, and feeling like I had, I had no idea how I was going to go on much less believe that I could live another life again without him, a life full of joy. And that was beautiful because we had a beautiful life. Um, honestly, I didn't want to go on either. I just, I was done. Right. But God met me there in the midst of that darkness and despair. And he said, Trisha, you can have another beautiful life. And it may yeah. not look like the life that you'd hoped or dreamed with your husband or the life that you had for with him for 30 years, but it can be good and it can be beautiful. If you will just follow me, put your hand in mine. Let me, let me hold you. Let me protect you. Let me be your husband. Let me be your provider and walk with me and you can have another beautiful life. So that, that's what, that's actually what inspired. That's the name of my podcast, another beautiful life that inspired that is God is saying, look, it, it doesn't look like what you'd hoped you had all yeah. these hopes and dreams yeah. you know to build a home and here's your retirement home and all the grandkids are going to come and you know um grandma and grandpa are going to be you know it's just like all that that's completely wiped away in one day in a minute it's just all gone and and so you you know what am i i've been doing this with him for 30 years 30 plus years right so how 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 do i go on and what do i have left yeah Right. Yeah. And when, when you have that, and that, that's another part where I, where I like to remind myself that he was preparing me for that moment in our intimate relationship, in my relationship with the Lord was what was preparing me for that moment when I said, what do I, what else do I have? And he says, you have me. Well, and, and again, there, there, I, I've got to ask this real quick. How often did you find yourself asking questions you couldn't answer? Oh, every day. And still, even today. I, I mean, every day. I mean, it did doesn't you, I mean, did you ever, so yeah. that. Did you ever think like, what could I have done to prevent it? What could I have done? Oh, absolutely. To, Everyone yeah. does. Everyone yeah. does. 
everyone try it's just innate in us to try to make sense of it in, in fact our brain that's all we want to do is make sense of our world and so uh, you know i even have a very dear friend whose daughter was pregnant um about to give birth and then they found out the baby was not alive any longer so she birth to stillborn. And, you know, even the grandmother is thinking, what could I have done different? Listen, this is what we do. We try to make sense of our world. And so that's where, especially with suicide, it gets very complicated. It's complicated grief because as a suicide survivor, especially if you're the spouse, then there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. What if I had done this? Or what if I had done that? Or should not, or should I not have done this? Or what there's a, we're always trying to figure out and try to make sense of it. Um, so that, so it's not just with suicide, it's with everything. It's just what our brain is constantly trying to do is making sense of our world. So yes. And there are questions that I have, right. That, I will never know the answer to because yeah. God is God and his plan is bigger than mine. And yeah. I don't understand it. And I'm, I'm so grateful that he's bigger than something I can understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, there, my theology, when you're talking about what else changed, my theology changed. My theology before was apparently was transactional. I'll do a little bit of this for you and you bless my family here. I'll do some more ministry over here and you give us favor here, right? Yeah. And then when he didn't come through with our prayers, I'm praying for him. I'm on my knees and I'm bleeding tears every single morning for you to heal him. And then this happens, God, what in the world? Yeah. Where are you? Why didn't you come for, come through? And so what what I realized was I was treating God like a genie in a bottle right? So you must, this is how you care for me. And let me tell you how it is. Let me tell you how, how it's going to look for you to care for me. And if it doesn't look like this, then clearly you're not a caring, loving God. So I had to go back to what kind of theology is it where it's me centric? Like I, this is all about me. And if I don't get what I want, then, you know, then you're not a good God. That is bad theology bad theology. So that's another thing that I had to get straight was who is God? Who is he? And who am I in him? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so many changes, so many, but, but again, to, to encourage listeners is that, that there is hope on the other side of the tragedy. There is hope and, and help. And his name is Jesus. And even if you're, you're uh, not a Christian listener and you are, you know, you're wondering how you're going to get through to the next, get on with your life to move forward and live another beautiful life. Because I know you want to, we all want to, we have that survival instinct. We want to live another beautiful life. It is literally just surrendering to the very one who can do something about it. He is the only one that literally can do uh, those supernatural things, just like he did for me. Um, to get the provisions to you and to get the help to you and to bring the comfort and the peace uh, to you and the healing to you. It comes, it comes straight from him. Yeah. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, share with us your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. And you just yeah. did it. You just okay, did it up so beautifully. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Trisha, tell folks how they can find you, find your, your podcast, your resources, Tell folks how they can connect with you. Maybe someone is listening that has walked the same road and mm. they, they haven't navigated it fully yeah. or, you know, they're living with someone that is, is 
showing some of the same signs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to connect with you. Maybe they want to listen to your podcast. Tell folks how they can do that. Absolutely. Well, there's a one-stop shop and it's my website, trishazodi.com. And on it is uh, about me. It's about my story, um, about life coaching. You'll be able to read about what life coaching is. I even have a video on there to um, welcome you and tell you a little bit more about life coaching. Uh, My podcast is on there as well. There are podcast transcripts. There is a contact page where you can contact me. um, And there's a calendar um, link if you wanted to book a session and just to have a chat and see if, you know, if, if life coaching would be good for you. So it's really one-stop shop there. My podcast is on all the other platforms where you find your favorite podcast, like the intentional encourager. Um, and, uh, and I am also on Facebook and Instagram as Trisha Zodi. So yeah, I'd love to get in contact, connected with anyone who might need a listening ear and a little encouragement. That is so good. Go to trishazodi.com, T-R-I-C-I-A-Z-O-D-Y, trishazodi.com. And again, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram. And check out, I would intentionally encourage you to check out the Another Beautiful Life <laughs> podcast. Trisha, this has been so good. One, thank you for the time. Two, thank you for the transparency. And again, um, I, I'm grateful that you have kept some of those things, you know, that you haven't shared everything. And and respectfully, that's your right to do so, and you should do that. And I'm grateful that you have chosen not to, because sometimes we can overshare and things like that. And so thank you for that. But more importantly, thank you for joining me on the Intentional Encourage podcast. And thank you for your grace, Brian, and your beautiful questions and allowing me to be here with you and your listeners. I so appreciate it. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.